Are you in need of some spiritual vitamin C? Well, I believe you came to the right place. My name is Kenya and welcome to Spiritual Vitamin C, my podcast designed to fuel your spirit by feeding it the word of God. So open up your spiritual medicine cabinet, your ears, eyes, and heart, and let's fill up on some spiritual vitamin C, which is truly the word of God. It's Kenya from Spiritual Vitamin C, the podcast. I hope you are doing well. Today is an amazing day to be alive. Today is an amazing day to uh, give God praise because he allowed us to be here on today. And with that, welcome, welcome to my podcast. I um, So much is happening in like such a short time. I feel like we're in June, even though it's like going into March. But I wanted to say, hey, I hope you're having an amazing week. Whatever day it is for you, Monday, Friday, somewhere in between, I hope it's going well for you. And if for whatever reason you are in the thick of trials, um, tribulations, maybe you have a lot going on mentally, maybe you got a lot going on emotionally, I pray that God would lift you up today as you listen to this podcast, that he would encourage you to go further. And so with that, this is episode three of season two. And this episode is the question and answers to episodes one and two, which it makes sense that this episode is entitled Christ, Crohn's and Colostomy Q&A. so let's just get to it. If you are listening to this audibly, please go to Spotify where you will see the visual podcast, or you can go to my YouTube channel at Spiritual Vitamin C. So there have been questions that have been asked by individuals of this um, Christ, Crohn's, and Colostomy series. And so I want to not only conclude these episodes of like really opening up my life, but I also wanted to answer questions if anyone had any. So the questions that I got from individuals regarding the first two episodes regarding- in the very first episode, I talked about how I was in French club and that I had began taking French in the seventh grade because I had plans to be a fashion designer and I needed to learn French because I needed to go to Paris and design for a fashion house. Someone asked me if I still know French. And the answer to that is no. When I went from the city that I was staying at with my sister, going back to my hometown, I just kind of shut down a lot of stuff. And I think I was so heartbroken that I was, I was not able to go to France with the French club in the other city that I was staying with, with my sister, that I went another way when I did go back home and I went to high school, I went a whole nother way. You know, looking back, I wish I had of um, not stopped 
learning French because it's such a beautiful language. And I love um, some of the amazing painters. Like I, I am a serious fan of, of, of Claude right. Monet and, you know, impressionism, uh, that, that style of painting. So no, I do not still know French. And um, another question was asked, do I design? Because I also talked about, right? I was going to France because I was going to design clothes for Fashion House. So I started sketching when I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, I started sketching when I was in the fifth grade. I remember my mom got me this, like um, these pencils and I had this humongous sketch pad and I would begin to, and I, and I just began to sketch out outfits that I wanted to wear. And it's kind of amazing because even when I sketched at that young of age, it would be that as I would get older, I would see those very designs coming, coming forth. It was so it's kind of encouraging, but I don't design in that sense, but I am always thinking about designing. Designing is kind of in the back of my mind. And I'm thinking about even um, as I'm talking, you know, with this episode, I am thinking about some things that's kind of, I want to see in the works. So I'm not going to reveal that right now, but it does have something to do with that kind of design side of me. So I don't design clothes, but I, I love like interior design. And, and I love, sometimes I'll sketch some stuff, you know, once in a while. So the next question is, how did I learn to love myself? So episode two is the colostomy episode. And I deal with a lot of, I reveal a lot of trauma that I sustained behind having Crohn's disease and then having to deal with a colostomy bag. One thing I, I, I feel like I should say is that I really struggled with having a colostomy bag, but let me tell you. The colostomy bag afforded me life. Once the operation and then I healed and a couple of months later, it afforded me a lot. And then of course, um, you know, some years later it would, it, you know, it would come out of remission, the, the Crohn's disease, it just kind of roared. But the colostomy bag really afforded me a life. So I never want to talk about the colostomy and, and all the woes behind it without the, the beautiful side behind it. And the beautiful side behind it is I got to live. The other beautiful side behind the colostomy bag is that it afforded me a life and I could eat things that I couldn't eat before. I could drink things that I couldn't drink before because it, because the my plumbing, as I stated in episode two and, and even episode one a little bit, my plumbing was rerouted. So that means it would dump in the bag um, when I went to the bathroom, but it just allowed me to eat a lot more food. I could never, I could never eat when I didn't have the bag because it just would create a major flare up and a lot of other things would be happening. So the colostomy bag was a godsend, yeah. but you know, the ramifications because of it, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, psychologically, that can't be underscored enough. And so, so someone asked a question, how did I get through the depression? And then how did I learn to love myself? A lot of these questions are coming from the second episode, you know, going through a, a Crohn's disease, being diagnosed 
and then coming through the colostomy bag, having to deal with that reality. It never occurred to me that it was actually depression I was going through, right? Like I I just, you know, I didn't know. I just knew that I was extremely sad. I knew that I went through a lot of mental stuff behind feeling like I was less of a person, less of a woman. And I revealed in episode two that God had to walk me through the process of learning to love myself. I had to learn to look at myself in the mirror as I was in my birthday suit with no clothes on and tell myself that I was beautiful. Very, very transparent. These are the things that a lot of people will never tell you. But some of this stuff is like the process to get to the other side of self-acceptance. I would look at myself, tell myself I'm beautiful, ask the Lord to help me. There are things that I didn't even know to ask for. Had, had people around me that helped me. But a lot of stuff was internal. A lot of stuff had to do with God. Um, I am a writer. I've been a writer since I was in um, elementary school. I remember, you know, um, going out for poetry contests in elementary school. And part of the healing process was um, writing, 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 writing to God, writing to my journal, writing to myself. And I still do that to this very day. There are times when if anyone really looks at any of my journals, you can tell how I was feeling just because of the hurried um, strokes, right? How I felt emotionally was kind of being transferred to the pen, being transferred to my very own handwriting. You could tell sometimes just by looking at um, uh, the, the, the penmanship of the journal of any particular passage, you could tell kind of how I was feeling because, and that's still to this day, if I feel like really emotional and I'm really like emotionally charged and I'm like, I'm writing faster and you can see that, but that's part of, but that is part of my process of getting through something, of making sense of something, um, getting saved very soon after, um, the colostomy bag experience really helped me. There were times when I would just go into the church and I would pray, I would ask for, uh, I, you know, my pastor helped count, counsel me through some things. Uh, but other than that, a lot of things came through just talking to God, asking for help. I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of writing when I very first uh, uh, got saved. I, I have journals on top of journals, stacks and stacks. I did a lot of writing and I still have all my journals. Also be, um, began to write writing, uh, songs to God, help me through a lot being brutally honest with God where I was helped me through a lot. Because what I found is when I prayed and I just told him what it was, like there was just a grace there that helped me through. Um, and it took time. So songwriting helped, poems writing helped, prayers helped, singing helped. That's how I got through the, the, the depression. And here's another thing, how I got through the depression also is letting people in. It took a very long time, but I, when I got sick, I would shut everybody out. 
don't call me, don't come over, nothing. It was something that was like between me and God in the sickness, but I have learned to let people in because that is when I am most vulnerable. And when I'm in that space and I'm really sick, that's when I feel most vulnerable. And that's when I would shut people out the most because I didn't think they could take, they could take that side of me, but I've learned to trust God and trust in the love of, of my family and those very close around me to know that they could handle that side of, of me. But that took years. And, and truth be told, that's still an area where um, I, I still am walking through because it's kind of amazing um, when we really talk about pain and trauma and things of that nature. It takes, it really takes trusting God to really let people in. And the one thing that's kind of in the back of my mind is, can you handle what I have? Right. I love who I am. Learning to love myself was a process. Learning to see myself the way God sees me. Learning to accept myself for who I am. Learning to put myself in that front of that mirror without anything, without makeup, without anything on and say, you are beautiful. It's a very real exercise. And it doesn't happen today just because you do it, but it happens over time. And, you know, you have to love who you are. And you have to look at, you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror with nothing on. And it's, you know, it's just what it is. Like, I'm not trying to be crass, I'm not trying to be indecent, but when you are walking to healing, you have to strip down everything that's a false face and ask God to help you. And God comes through every single time. And part of that process is learning to look at yourself. Well, I should say me in the mirror with absolutely nothing and know that I am beautiful because what makes me beautiful is within and not without. But that is a constant journey because everything about the world that we live in tells us that beauty comes from what we see on the outside. But God says that he beautifies the meek with salvation inside out, not outside in. Outside in is the kind of beauty the world gives. Inside out is the beauty that God gives. I love who I am. I love everything about me, even all of my craziness. And I say that with with humor, like I love laughing. I know I've said that multiple times. I I know I appear to be extremely serious, even sometimes my um, like affect or how I how I present to people. But um, I'm I'm very easygoing, lighthearted, um, you know, working with young people. They always say that I'm, quote, real. And I just think that I try to be as truthful as possible. When it comes to ministering to them. Other questions that they had trying to express how God brought me through dealing with coming through the colostomy bag experience, coming through having Crohn's disease. God is greater than any sickness that anybody could ever experience. 
and as a as a Christian dealing with Crohn's disease, it's it's it can be it can it cannot do anything for a long time, and then it can and then it can roar. Um, a lot of a lot of Crohn's disease that I found and studies has has even shown that a lot of it has to do with eating right. So when I want to eat crazy and want to do all this stuff, I ask God for help because our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we want to do whatever we can do to help, um, to help execute the ministry, the call that God has given us, but we can't do that if we're dead. So with Crohn's disease, I have to eat as healthy as I can. So I ask God to help me in every single area of my life. When I, there was a point when I hated cooking, I didn't want to cook and I, and I didn't care to even pray to even ask God for help. I'm at a different stage in my life. I, I want, I, I want to be a lot more domesticated. I want to cook. I love cooking now. I love, I love going into the store and not feeling intimidated. You know, there was a time when I would be in the store, like, why is there like pink salt and and, and why is there kosher salt and why there has to be table salt? Like, why, why is there so many salts? I get it now. <laughs> so I love uh, cooking. I, you know, I love um, wanting to eat better because it helps my body. So that's, so that's one part of coming to love yourself is that, is that loving yourself is not only an internal or an emotional or a mental thing, but learning to love yourself is a physical act as well. And so it's, it's learning to eat better because that's part of loving yourself. We sometimes think that it's, it's all, it's always an internal thing, but internal has to be able to permeate the internal and go external. And so, um, so not only praying and asking God for help and speaking with my spiritual, um, me, my pastor and, um, who is my spiritual leader also dealing with learning to now eat better so that my body can function better, um, learning to, to, to enjoy life, right? It's amazing how healing is not, is not just one-sided. It's, it's holistic, right? When, when you, when you're sick, convalesce, right? Sometimes we're, we're sick and our body's telling us to shut down and to lay down and to take days off. And our body will, you know, will tell us all this. And we're like, we got to do, we got to go, we got to run. All of a sudden we, our body lays us down. So, so, so healing is not, is not one-sided. Healing is holistically. So in learning to love myself, and, and, and God walking me through this process, not only am I standing in front of the mirror with nothing on, telling myself that I'm beautiful, uh, I believe in God's word, God beautifies the meek with salvation, talking to talking to those who can 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 speak truth into my life, help help pull me up out of this that I'm in, help me to see it from a different perspective. But now you have eating right because that's part of love. You know, it is like we have to rub, we have to turn our mind or elevate our mind so that we can understand that our, like when it comes to us, it's holistic. It can't just be one side. It has to be the other. And, and Paul said that I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So it has to be holistic. It has to be all sides of us on all fronts. So, so learning 
to to love myself, allowing God in those deep, dark places, allowing people in when I felt like they couldn't handle what I have in this space of my life that, you know, nobody sees but me and God. Uh, We have to let you have to let light through the dark, the dark so that so that light can heal. Um, It's kind of like dealing with 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 wounds, some wounds. They're at a point where you need to open to air so that it can heal. And then you have eating right now. I need to cook. Now I need to take the time. Now I need to meal prep. And even for me, um, the, the ultimate plan is now to have raised box gardens in my backyard to be able to uh, grow some of the very things that I'm buying at the store. So that's kind of the ultimate goal is to have to the extent possible, have a garden that can sustain me for some of the things that I like. I, I love vegetables and I love fruit. And I'd be really, I'd really love to have a really great house where, where I had like an edible garden and I had like fruit bearing trees and all these amazing things. So I keep looking down because I'm looking at, I'm looking at um, these, these list of questions, list of questions. So I, I want to leave with you all that, that, having the colostomy bag was like the best thing that I could have had because it afforded me a life that I would not have been able to live, but I had to do with the help of God, with the help of those around me. I had to do the work of, 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 of coming to love myself, of, um, of being in this new life. I had to let go of some things that I wanted to do. And then now I I'm here and I love God and I'm doing youth ministry and I'm doing stuff with the uh, adult Bible study class. And, you know, so many great things have happened. You know, could I have seen myself here? No, I was, I'm grateful that God led me here. I'm grateful that he saved me. I'm grateful that before he, before he saved me, he knew me The Psalm 139 bears that out. And I'm grateful that he walked me through some really rough times. I'm grateful that even as an adult that I'm, you know, sometimes if I'm, uh, when I still battle some flare up moments that he gives me the grace and the strength and the courage. And when I feel like, you know, when I'm taking medication and if, and I don't look the same because maybe there's side effects that I, that I can go back to that place of I'm beautiful. You know, sometimes you have to go back to basics when you're dealing with stuff like, oh my goodness, I'm taking medication and I don't even recognize who I am and, and crying through that and knowing that I am beautiful. That takes work. You know, we look at people at, 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 at the end of a, of, of a trial, or we look at them, um, um, like, like, like complete, but we didn't see the back end of everything they had to do to get there. My desire is to is is as much as I can, um, as long as it's appropriate to the, the 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 situation and the conversation at hand. But I want to be able to tell people that this is how I got to where to where I am now. It has not been easy, and when I am dealing with the youth that I work with or the young adults, I never want to give them this false sense of reality that, um, you know, when, when you say yes to God, he's just going to put you on a cloud and you're just going to cruise through life. No, that is not true, but he gives you the grace to make it through. And God gives us the strength when we are at our end, he is our strength. And that's where the testimonies are made. That's where we see him show up. When we we have no more to give and God comes through, is that's when we see him. And so I want to leave with you today that 
my journey with Crohn's disease has has helped me become who I am. Um, a colostomy bag, as hard and as difficult it was to go through, it provided me a life that I would not have been able to enjoy. It was it it was only supposed to be for a year, and and it became twenty. And the fact that it was so long. The fact when it was turned around, that was even a miracle. And let me make this very crystal clear. It was 20 years and a day. To me, 20 years is amazing. But the fact that it was 20 years plus a day to me is hashtag mind blown. That God would allow it to go all the way down to 20 years plus a day is phenomenal. So. The fact that it was so long in the making, it, it, those type of takedowns don't happen often. And so I'm grateful that God did not forget. There were times when I was like, I'm going about my business. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, that like, whew. And then there were times that I'm like, Lord, I just, I want to be, I want this, this colostomy back to be off me. And he had a time and it was 20 years and a day. And I'm grateful for everything that I've ever gone through. Everything that I've ever gone through, I want to be leveraged to help somebody. And know that whatever you're going through, God has the power to bring you through it. And then use it to be a blessing, not only to your life, but to the lives of those in whom we meet. And I want to leave you with this. Things in our life don't have to make sense today. But if we keep walking with God, they will make sense. Sometimes the things that we go through are for somebody else. I think about the life of Joseph. And I, I think about the story of Joseph, the life of Joseph. And I am in the book of Genesis and I was reading that story the other day. It was kind of amazing because what I never realized about the story of Joseph is that he needed to be in Egypt because he not only needed to save Israel, but he needed to save Egypt. I've never I've never heard that message preached before. It's always been with the angle of Joseph went, went to Egypt because, you know, he, he, he saved the Israelites. But Joseph needed to go to Egypt because he had the answer to the question about the dream. Without the answer, they would have starved because they would not have known that in years of plenty that they were to now pull some and put in a reserve because of the years of famine that were to come behind. So everything that Joseph went through pushed him in position so he could not only help himself, but he helped all of Egypt and all of Israel and every other nation that would come to get food from them. So let me leave you with that. Things that we go through, they're not just for us. Everything we go through, God pushes us to, he pushes us further into destiny.
because it's not only us we're saving. We're saving others who will come, who will hear, who will glean from the wisdom that God gives us, who will glean from the insight that God gives us, who will be able to pull from the strength that God gives us so that we can be a blessing to them. So, so be encouraged. You don't have to understand everything that God does in you, through you, with you today. But if you keep walking, it'll make sense. All right, y'all, please have an amazing week. Please remember that life needs a dose of Christ. See you later. If you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, please subscribe. I would also love it if you would rate it and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, life needs a dose of Christ.